0: My name's Angelo, and welcome to We Want Picks. This is the only channel dedicated to UFC fight picks and DraftKings lineups run by MMA insiders and professional fighters. Every week, I join Dan Kramer and Nick Newell, two longtime professional fighters that have fought at the highest levels on the planet, as well as Jacob Lines, a skinny kid from Indiana. So join us every single week for our full fight card breakdowns, our individual fight card breakdowns, our betting guide, and our DraftKings lineups. First up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Yancy Medeiros versus Demir Hadzevic. This is a rebooked fight. This was supposed to happen uh, UFC Vegas 27, about a month ago. It was rebooked to this Saturday night. Yancy Medeiros, our first around, Yancy Medeiros was... He is now $7,700. And he is a slightly bigger underdog than he was the first go around. This is an interesting rebooking. So Yancy Medeiros, 15 and seven, three, or sorry, two and three in his last five. Demir Hadzovic, two and three in his last five as well. Yancy has fought the much tougher level of competition. He's been around the block a million times. He's obviously streaking in the wrong direction. And last time we broke this fight, I win. but last time I broke this fight down, I was positive he was back in Hawaii training with Max Holloway, doing all the right things. This time around, I don't know what's happened since that fight was rebooked. I don't know if he went back to Hawaii, started jumping right back into camp Getting ready for this fight, So this is much harder for me to pick this time around. But Yancy Medeiros, let's assume he was training with Max. He was not. He's on a losing streak, um, but he has made those big life changes. He moved back to Hawaii. He's reinvesting into his career, trying to get a second surge out of it. Um, his fight style is very aggressive. He marches forward, and he's always looking for something. He's either setting up the big strikes, working his, you know angles and he has really good takedown defense, but he's competent on the ground as well, but he is going to live or die by the sword. Very similar to Matt Brown minus the immortal status of Matt Brown. Yancy Medeiros is, is finishable. Um, Demir Hadzevic has a very solid jab, very solid offensive striking. He marches forward and throws short punches um, if he gets you against the cage, he'll keep you there he'll hold you there. He'll take you down and he'll work from there. Um, he's lost to decent guys, but mostly grapplers and his UFC wins, um, are against non UFC fighters, meaning his UFC wins are against fighters that are not really of that caliber. This is an interesting matchup. I really love the anti the first time, Jacob, I think you, you were with me on that train the first go around. Has your mind changed? Are you still all about Yancey in this fight, or are you going uh, going the other way?
1: Lock of the week. We
0: have the already first hit the first the fight?
1: lock of the week, Yancy <laughs> Medeiros. I always talk about Hawaiian tough. I'm putting my money where my big mouth is, and I'm making Hawaiian tough the lock of the week. And listen, and this is off of pure just like trajectory and excitement because he's really good friends with the Diaz brothers. And we had, uh, you know, I had Nate. He lost, but that was a crazy fight. Everyone's getting jacked up. Now I was talking about Nick coming back and fighting, so I think he's going to be hyped up, ready to go for this fight. And it's the lock of the week for the first fight, Yancy Medeiros.
0: Medeiros. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're going to watch the view count just plummet because that's it. They got the lock of the week, and they're out of right. here.
2: You got to save that to the end, Jacob.
0: We're going to reshuffle these. Um, so, and and you're you're just. Clash of the styles, like what is it about the end int- you have winning? Other than he's Hawaiian, uh,
1: I have that he is uh Hawaiian
0: tough. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say, um, not, not much sorry. else. Hey, listen, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to give away his secrets, he doesn't need to explain this. This
1: is and if he hits, this is uh, I think ten, nine, ten nine, 10 in a row. In and a we row. Hit the biggest underdog on the card last week, so. <laughs>
2: That was a legit one last week. I will say that. You did
0: hit the biggest undercard la- underdog of the card last week. As a channel, we hit the biggest underdog two weeks in a row. There's a couple of live underdogs on this card, so we'll see what happens. This is one of them. Slight underdog, but still live, Danny boy. Well, first of all, welcome back, Dan. Dan Thank battled you. through the worst man cold anybody has ever gotten. I mean, he had sneezes. Oh, Angelo, if your internet was
2: working, it would be so much funnier. I'll finish it for
0: you. All of the above.
2: Let me just tell you, a lesser man would not have survived. Most most people probably would have succumbed to the illness. Me, a few days, I'm back on my feet. So I got a solid immune system. And I mean, for those of you who know about man colds, they're legit. They're tough. So uh, I'm feeling much better. And, uh, yeah, hopefully this week it was a rough week overall for me last week. Got sick. Not so great on the bets. But, uh, hey, listen, it's a new week. We're going to make this week good, all right? So thank you for your concern, Angel. I really appreciate
1: well, I just it. Pray to, if you're going to make this week good, I just pray to God you have Yancey. I just pray to God you have Yancey.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, of course. I was going to do this whole big thing about why I think – You know, stylistically, I don't even think I need to do anymore. Yancey Medeiros, lock of the week. That's it. Andrew's going to get so upset if I do that, so I won't do that. But, um, no, I'm with you here, Jacob. I don't want to call him the lock of the week, but I think from a value standpoint, certainly on DraftKings, um, there's a ton of value on Medeiros. I mean, both of these guys are good strikers. They're both really tough with good chins. Um I think the power and the striking edge will go to Hadzavic. Um but I think cardio and submission edge goes to Medeiros. Um and he's a Hawaiian, Hawaiian tough too, so that's that's worth something. Um I'd say Hadzavic has like a slight wrestling edge. Um but I honestly in this fight I think that could get him subbed. So I, I don't even know that that is going to be a benefit to him. Um but all in all, I think this is one of those fights where it could be a fight the night, could be a war. Um, but I could see Yancey and Hadzivik going back and forth the first round or two. Hadzivik might be slightly edging him out. And then Medeiros taking over end of the second, third round, just with the cardio, with the toughness, and just putting a pace on him. So um, I like Medeiros in this one, uh, certainly in DraftKings. I don't know if I'm going to make a bet on it yet. I'm going to take a look at some of the props throughout the week. Um but for Madeiros, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have him in my lineup.
1: And this is uh this is the biggest point you asked what the what the actual facts are about this fight, Angelo. So I'll break it down very simply. Uh Yancey went win win win. And then he went lost, loss. lost. Loss. Oh, here we go. So you know, so is it, it goes it, back though. So we're good for three
2: fights in a row now, basically. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I would play yeah. if you can find <laughs> a feature for like a wow. three fight Yancey parlay or something. Yeah, I would play that.
2: Three Ball. fight Yancey win streak parlay.
0: Yeah. So let's look at the uh, Dan. You mentioned you might throw me to DraftKings, Jacob. I'm assuming you are. He's your lock. Uh, I don't. I I'll have to look in mine. I don't think I have him in mine. I'm less confident. That last go around, I was all about Yancey. I did a money line bet. I was all about it. I'm less confident this go around. It's been about a month. I don't know what's happened in that month. I don't know if he jumped right back in the camp, stuck around where he lives, He's been hanging out with the D. There's many. 20- but um, the yeah we're gonna line, see where my DraftKings
2: do... nets out because there's a lot of plays on this card from an underdog standpoint that I really like so it's gonna come down to where my dollars that out same as you Angel I think he was a great value the first time but I think there's
1: some other opportunities on this card too I so. hate all the underdogs on this card no, oh I love like. one I hate them
0: when we do our betting guide I've got a bunch of moneyline bets on underdogs wow, so, those are dumb uh, bets. this this may be a good three and a half bet um get by by three and a half points for yancey he'll definitely win a single round and if you want to jump on that look at the ticker at the bottom go to slash bets and you can grab that plus three and a half bet there um
2: did we get our live okay. uh betting lines up on the site yet or no
0: not yet it's still okay. um
2: it's coming we're gonna have live uh ticker betting odds on the site for all the fights pretty soon. So
0: yeah, we talked about that in the live stream, but you were you were on your deathbed in hospice. Trying oh, to I mean a hundred hundred
2: and eight fever. I mean I would have been there if I 108 could
0: 108 fever <laughs> and you you checked the old fashioned way multiple times. So
2: that's <laughs> oh, oh wow. All right. So, you want to get into this early Angelo. Okay.
0: All right. If live, we look at Jesse? the monkey knife fight line. <laughs> Angelo if, uh, walks
2: around at a 108 regularly.
0: <laughs> we get questions asking sure, you There's unhealthy we're live right now so let's we gotta ignore the comments because we do chop this up and re-upload it but we are live right now so if we look at the monkey knife fight line 52 for 69 and a half i also think this is a full three round fight these are two pretty active guys I think more and more is the play here but i don't love it so I don't know what you guys think what do you love? Okay, we're going to move on to the next fight. Chocolate cake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just – set someone up. I was just waiting. I yeah, could resist. I going to happen. Denny, what, do you like the more, more, less, less, or what?
2: I would do the more, I, more. I think I like more, and more in this one. I think both guys are tough. I think over three rounds, they're going to get a ton of strikes. And they both embrace those sort of fights. Like, if it turns into one of those fights, they're both going to be down with it. So, I could see more and more here.
0: Yeah, I, I I like that as well. They're both two busy guys. I expected to go three rounds. Um, and honestly, there's no fights next week. So you might as well play the hell out of this week. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Charles Rosa versus Justin James. Charles Rosa, a nonstop, very good grappler, former training partner of Danny Boy's here. Charles Rosa, alternating wins and losses, two and three in his last five. Justin James also two in his three in his last five. But on a three, Dan, I'll let you go first because you have two things going on here. One, you've trained with Charles Ross in the past. You've mentioned multiple times he could not be a nicer dude and how slick he is on the ground. And two, you have had a parlay that had Justin James in it for a couple of weeks now.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, if my parlay hits, it wipes out all last week plus a little bit of money. So, um, yeah, that, that Paul Craig pick that we we took a lot of flack for, so I parlayed him and Justin James at, like, I don't know, plus 800, something like that. Um, so I got a unit on that. Um, but I I took uh, I took Justin James in this one at plus, plus 150 is where I got him at. But, um, listen, I like Charles Rosa. He's a very, very talented uh, fighter. He's slick on the ground. He's very tricky on the ground. And he's been in fights against guys where, honestly, he was a, pretty heavy underdog and he has been super competitive. Um, But he is no longer at American top team. Um, I think he went and did his own thing at at a smaller camp. I'm not exactly sure. No,
0: he went to Sanford MMA.
2: Is he at Sanford now?
0: Yeah, that's not good for you.
2: Ooh, that changed things a bit. But um, so prior to that, are
0: you 100% sure he's at Sanford? Wow. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere.
2: So then that's a recent development because, well
1: i saw my
0: angels mom.
2: we're live huh okay all right i can't share too much here but anyways i know he was not at att for a little while he was uh you know at a smaller camp and i i think some of that reflected in his recent performances um sanford mma should help him uh you know they got a bunch of good guys there a bunch of good training partners um but i still think stylistically this is a tough matchup for him um you know he's had kind of a more of a karate stance lately you know his hands low been a little bit hittable, um, you know. He he was taken down easily uh, by Derek Minner in his last fight. Uh, he's got really good subs and he's creative from his back, but he also is being a jujitsu guy. He tends to accept uh, staying on his back a little bit too much. Um, I don't think that's really going to matter too much in that in this fight. Um, James does have a little bit of wrestling, but I think where where Rose is going to run into trouble is. James is just an aggressive come forward fighter and he's got power in his hands. Um, and he's, his career has been spotty. He's took a bunch of fights short notice. He's won some, he's knocked guys out. He's been competitive. So I think he's got a pretty full camp for this one. And I just think stylistically he's going to go forward, stay in Rose's face, throw those bombs. And I, th- I think he can land something here. And, um, I think it's really up to Justin James, whether this fight goes to the ground or not, you know, Rose's wrestling, um, he doesn't really use his wrestling a lot to get the fight to the ground. Um, so I think it's going to be a stand-up fight if Justin James wants it to be. Um, and I think he's going to power his way through and find a big shot. So I think he's very, very live in this fight, especially at, you know, plus money, 7,600 in Draft DraftKings. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to play him for sure
0: in DraftKings. So so you're super confident in Justin James. So I, I agree that the I think the line is way too wide. I don't think Charles Rosa is a minus one seventy five favorite here, right. but I, I I think Charles Rosa is the pick here at least for me. Uh, I don't have a bet on it. I'm not that confident, but I do think Charles Rosa wins this fight. His his jujitsu is fantastic, and he did lose against Derek Minner, and we pick that loss. But Justin James is not Derek Minner. Derek Minner, you know, it's completely different style, and styles make fights. Justin James is going to come out early, throwing wild. And that's when Charles Rosa can shoot one of those takedowns and get one. And then if he gets them there, you know, I, I think it is some trouble uh, for Justin James. So I agree that Justin will dictate if it's standing on the ground. But I think it'll dic- he'll dictate it because if he gets too wild with his hands, I think he ends up on the ground. Um, with that being said, uh, I think the way I see this fight going is Charles Rosa avoiding the early storm of Justin James and then slowly taking over and winning the last two rounds. Justin James will always be live for a knockout in that fight, but I just don't know. I just don't know if that's going to come. And then um the last piece to note here before I give it to you, Jacob, to break the tie is Justin James. Yes, he's on a three-fight skid, but this fight is at 145, which, you know, it, it's just a... It's just a more natural weight class for him. So hopefully... Uh, moving to 145 will help his little skid there. And, uh, you know, he, he may not be as chinny and, and you know, have those cardio issues after he throws those wild bombs. Um, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and break the tie? Who do you think is going to win?
1: Yeah, so I have Charles Rosa listed as submission or decision because it seems like he always gets submissions or he loses decisions. Um, and this fight, I think it sets up well for him because Justin Jane does have that, or James does have that that wrestling base that I think he's going to go to in this fight. I don't think he should, but I think he's going to end up going to by default. Uh, a fun fact, Justin James in high school got second in the Mich- in Michigan uh, wrestling tournament, and he lost to Jakar Close, who's in the UFC as well. So it's a little fun fact for you. Um, so I think he comes out. I think he tries to wrestle. I think that's going to be a mistake, um, and I think Charles Rosa finds a way to get the submission. Um, I'm not confident enough to put him in my lineup, $8,600. I think that I agree with you guys that this line is a little farther apart than it probably should be. Um, uh, but I think that Rosa finds a way to um uh, to win this fight, so I have him winning. And I think the um monkey knife fight probably less, more one of those weird less mores. I think I'd probably play.
0: I completely agree with you on the monkey knife fight line. I think it's less yeah, I more. think uh
1: less, less than. Okay.
0: <laughs> So Jacob's going to lose even more money than he has with less, less. I think less more is the play. And if you want to play that, this is the last week, not the last week, but there's no fights next week. So you might as well go hard this week, Go to play MKF.com slash. We want picks, make a deposit using promo code. Check WWE. out those bet
2: online. I'm going to be looking for a bet online. Dude, I'm, in the
0: middle, I'm in the middle of the monkey knife fight thing. And you just jumped in with check out the bets.
2: I'm sorry. You're you've been on. breaking up so much. I couldn't and tell. Check you out my
0: that. Instagram. Yeah, right. exactly. Jacob's Instagram. Anyway, play monkey knife fights this week. You triple your money with every single play. There's no fights next week, so you might as well go all in. And Dan's going to tell you to check out the bets. But before you do that, Danny, what's your play on the monkey knife fight line?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with less, less more. Although I think James could stop this early with a big shot. So less, less or less more, I think is a, is a good play here.
0: Well, and you could bet under in rounds if you think Justin James is either knockout or gets submitted under in rounds is a solid bet, too.
2: Yeah, I'm going to look at the line for James inside the distance and also fight does not go the distance. Um, Just see what those odds look like. I think James inside the distance you're going to get some pretty good odds.
0: Yeah, I would assume so because Charles is pretty tough. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Julia Avila versus Julahia Stoliranka. Stoliarenko, Stoliarenko, And this is also a rebooking. This is from a few months ago. Both of them are four and one in their last five coming off of a loss. Last go around, uh, Avila was $9,200 in DraftKings and was a minus 370 favorite. So the bookies have gone even farther down that path. Julia's is an even bigger favorite than she was the first go around. And what's interesting about that is the bookies always have a, anytime they get a rebooked fight, they get to do the odds. The money comes in, they get to see where the money went and what people are doing. And then the fight's canceled. So when they rebook it, they get to, you know, do new lines that are a little more uh, accurate. So it's not a giant shift, um, but she's a slightly bigger favorite than last time, which means last time when they put these odds out, money came in on her. The odds makers are trying to get ahead of that shift. This go around. So she is a giant, giant favorite. She's a black belt in jujitsu as is Stolyaranko. So it's black belt versus black belt. Avila is heavy handed brawler uh, who, when she gets on top, she's incredibly aggressive with both her jujitsu and her striking. And Stolyaranko does fight really well off of her back. So this will be an interesting matchup because busy, Top heavy pressure looking for submissions versus very active off her back. No problem throwing up submissions from there. In my opinion, I think Avila is the is the play here because I think Stolyaranko will accept being on her back, throw up tons of submissions, not get any of them, and end up losing a decision. But uh, Jacob's making these stupid faces, so why don't you go ahead and tell us what you think. I think we all picked
1: Stolyaranko last time, and, and, and we're pretty confident about it. Listen, Joe Tadora says that Avila is his girl, so I'll stay away from her. I got respect for Joe Todora. Joe T, um, what's up, man? So I'm going Stolyaranko. I think she finds her way to get that judo throw into the armbar like she's done a thousand times. Um, so I'm going to Stolyaranko on this.
0: Danny Boy, what are your thoughts on this fight?
2: This is a tough one. I mean, I, I do not think the line should be this wide. I mean, when we broke this down the first time, I watched a lot of tape on, on both these girls. And Stolyarenko is, I mean, she is tough. She went five rounds against uh, the Versosa girl in Victa. I mean, it was an absolute war. She came out of the, in that first round like she got shot out of a cannon. Um, and, I, I mean, I think this fight's going to be the same thing. I think they're both going to come out guns blazing, um, Avila may actually try to like keep the distance and just not engage in that, in that sort of firefight that Soly Renko I think is going to bring. Um, they both throw heat, you know, they're both tough. Uh, you know, you mentioned it, Stoly Renko is definitely live for an armbar. Um, I do think Avila is the more skilled fighter, striker for sure. Um, but I think Stoly Renko is so tough. She won't get put away. So uh, I do think there's a. I mean, depending on your lineup, if you if you have all your other players in line, and you got sixty nine hundred bucks, I think there's some value from her um, because I think she's tough. I don't think she's going to go away, Um, and I I think she's going to make definitely the first round very interesting. So um, uh, this is definitely uh, one for Bet Online. I'm going to look for a plus three point five bet, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, nine of her wins are eight or eight of her wins are first round arm bars. So it's eight of nine are our first round arm bars. It's just insane. Right. But she can, she can trade too. Like she throws oh yeah, some heat. She's tough. Yeah. That, that one fight, I think I talked about in that last fight, cause she had all those first round finishes and the first time she hit adversity in a five round fight. I um, mean, she was ga- she was game for it all. And I, I don't have her. I think that she's incredible value at 6 dollars The reason I don't have her in my lineup was cause I don't have a lot of huge favorites. So I didn't need that gap comparison. I didn't take a, a big favorite, so I don't need a big underdog. Um, and my, As you see, my locker week was like $7,700. Yeah, so. so
0: I think, um, you know, I said I think Avila may, may win. And and honestly, this second time around analyzing the fight, I just I just feel like Stolyaranko on her back will just be – well, she'll just accept being on her back while looking for a submission. And I think she will lose a decision because of her acceptance off of her back. With that being said, I would stay away from Julia Avila – Uh, In everything, I would never spend $9,300 in DraftKings. I would never touch that bet line. Um, I think more and more on the strike line is the way to go because I don't see a stoppage in either direction here. Um, But I do love, Dan, I do love the three and a half bet. I do love Dan, he said. I yep, do love Dan. We, we, we know 100%. that, Jacob. We if you read those text that. messages, you may have a different story. Mm-hmm. But I think um I, I agree with you. I think the three and a half bet on uh Stolyanko is the way to go because she just has to win a single round. And like you said, the way she comes out, guns blazing, that first round could be hers because she could come out guns blazing, back up Avila, get her to think about some things, and then even if she does lose the next two, you win the bet. And because she's such a giant underdog, you still get. You might still get plus money on that uh, plus three and a
2: half. I'm gonna see what that line is right now because let's see if that's out there yet. Because that's one I think people should jump on quickly because that could change. Yeah. It'll,
0: generally, it'll, it'll, when,
2: generally when it's plus two eighty, you'll get like plus one forty on a three and a half. So you still get plus odds, and all she's got to do is win around. She could win by knockout, sub win, lose 29, 28, and you cash your bet.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly it. Anybody watching that doesn't know what that plus three and a half bet is, essentially, if you ever heard a decision get read off, they announce all the judges' total scores. So basically, you take all the scores from all the judges, you total them up, and you add three and a half points to whoever you bet on. So the math works out. All that person needs to do is win one single round on all three judges' scorecards, and you win your bet. So I, I love those bets. I place them pretty often. The only place you're going to find them is bet online. So go to slash bets and snatch that up uh, in this fight and a few others as we work through. Dan, did you get those odds? If not, I'm moving on.
2: Plus 200. I'm plugging this in
0: right now. At, at plus three and a half? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to do that right when we're done recording. So anybody watching. That's 100. Oh, I mean, uh, we're live, We're not recording. Anybody watching right now live or when we re-upload this, go to wewantpicks.com slash bets. Grab one of the options to get your free money. Hop in there and do a plus three and a half point bet.
1: Gloria the one that almost died cutting weight?
0: Yes, she did almost die cutting weight, which is why the fight uh, was canceled Uh and Uh then now Uh rebooked. Uh-oh. She's
1: she's
2: on Weight Watchers now. We're good. Trust me. Plus three and a half, plus she's 200.
0: She straight up fainted, and then they just scraped her off the floor and put her back on the scale. <laughs> so I can't even imagine
2: 180 betting 180. her money line at plus 280 or get, giving her a free round for plus 200. I mean,
1: <laughs> was she still like three, over pound, three pounds over two or something? Or did she make it? No, I thought she made it.
0: That's why they scraped her up off the floor. Either yeah, way, maybe. go to wewantpicks.com slash bets. Snatch that up because I do think she will win at least a single round. This is a closer fight. The only reason I have her losing is because I think she'll hang out on her back looking for a submission, but she'll definitely steal a round in this fight. This is a good one. Anybody who signed up for Bet Online through our site at wewantpicks.com slash bets, reach out, let us know. We straight up Venmo you or PayPal, whatever you want, 20 bucks as a thank you real money from us, deposit it, play with it, do whatever you want. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Warley Alves versus Jeremiah Wells in a very last minute matchup and, and a pretty weird one at that. So Warley Alves alternating wins and losses. He's three and two in his last five. Jeremiah Wells is four and one in his last five, but his last fight was almost two full years ago. So Jeremiah Wells has not fought in two years, takes a short notice fight on literally three days notice. And it's a UFC debut fight. It's, a, it's, it's interesting because the stars are either aligning for something amazing or, you know, you just got to take what you can get. And and this may be a beating, but the UFC do him a favor next go around. So Warley Alves, he is taking on very short notice or so. Yeah, he's taking, you know, he has a new opponent on short notice, but he's prepared, should be good to go a uh, tough gritty guy that I think will win this fight. The question is Jeremiah Wells is a good grappler, a very good grappler. He's a BJJ black belt. He throws wild. If you guys have done any research, you've seen the CES knockouts out there. He comes forward. He throws wild, but he also has the BJJ black belt in his back pocket. He's from Pennsylvania. He's a good wrestler. Pennsylvania wrestling is actually good. Unlike Arkansas wrestling, uh I think <laughs> oh my god, the
1: disrespect. Okay. I don't you know how many Arkansas? Arkansas fans we picked up in the last few weeks. Now they're all gone. Anyway, right. t-shirt think, sales are gonna um, plummet.
0: Geez. I think Jeremiah Wells is very live in this fight. It was the
1: worst, like the worst sales pitch ever. Hey, don't buy a t-shirt because this is stupid. Unreal. I,
0: I think he's very live in this fight. I'm not picking him the window. I think Warley is the pick. Full training camp has been consistent. An actual veteran with some solid fights. I think Jeremiah's live may come out there and shock a lot of people, but I just don't, um, you know, I don't have that kind of confidence. The dude hasn't fought in two years. It's his UFC debut, and he took it on three days' notice. So, Jacob, you love interrupting, so why don't you go ahead and give us your breakdown of this fight?
1: First of all, it. I would I would play the the more and more on this, um, and I really wanted to make Jeremiah my lock of the week. Honestly, we saw what happened. Uh, what was it last week yeah, with the McKinney. one punch, yeah. the, the one punch guy? I think that Jeremiah could be could be that guy as well. He comes forward. He's got very very fast hands, and as you mentioned, his jujitsu in his back pocket, and he's got like the real jujitsu under uh, you know Henzo Gracie. Is it Henzo? Chenzo? Henzo? How do you Henzo, say? With an eight, it's Henzo. Henzo. Yeah. So he's with hands, so he's hard got hard. the the real that's the real deal, uh jitsu there. So you know, Warley has so I have this as experience versus hand speed, um, honestly on the feet because Warlaz, you know, or uh Warley um is a good strength. he's doing it everywhere and he has unbelievable experience, like you mentioned. So I think that Jeremiah is live. If this continues to go on past, you know, the first minute 30, two minutes, the longer this fight goes, it's worse off for Jeremiah because Alves will find a way to win the fight, but um I think he's definitely live. I wanted to make him my lock of the week, but I just wasn't that confident in uh, you know that short notice with the layoff. So,
0: um
1: but I have him winning the fight. I have him winning the fight.
0: All right. Yes, yeah, so you have Jeremiah winning and and he's he is incredibly live. This is not a when I first saw like the information, right? Uh last minute replacement. Hasn't fought in two years. When I first saw all of that, my notes literally were bet everything, and I was going to take every prop bet, money line, everything on Alves. And then when I did the research, and luckily Jeremiah has fought a bunch in the CES, so a lot of that tape is out there. I was like, eh, okay, all right, maybe, maybe I'm not going to buy into the short notice hype, especially after last week when we picked uh, uh, when I when I picked McKinney to win. Dan, instead of interacting with the live chat right now, why don't you look up and break down this fight for us?
2: Hey, listen, I'm just interacting here with everybody. I've got, we're getting some good insight here, all right? So Joe Todoro said Jeremiah Wells is a Philly guy, so you know, I'm over here hustling. I'm putting out texts to some people I know in Philly just to find out the scoop. So um, stay tuned. I'm going to get some updates here, and depending what's what they say, <laughs> I'll let you guys know. Um, anyways, yeah, I, this is one of those fights where, like, short notice to me, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Because everybody knows that there's an opportunity. Like, fights are weekly now. They're taking guys short notice everywhere. So, if you want to be in the UFC, stay in shape. And I think guys are doing that now. So, I'm sure Jeremiah Wells is probably doing that. There's You're not getting guys off the couch anymore. So, as far as the fight goes, Worley Alves is tough. He's a gamer. He's, he's good, you know. He's, he's got some tough wins. He's got some tough losses. Um, I'm not going to touch this. I'm certainly not going to take Worley Alves at 9200 bucks. I don't think. Um, I just don't trust this whole short notice thing like people, uh, you know, like it was two years ago or something. So um, I'm going to do a little bit more digging because I know some people on the Philly scene to find out, find out the story on him and what he's been doing. Um, so stay tuned. But I, depending on what I hear, there might be a, a bet I play here. So um, I'm not touching this one for DraftKings at this point. Unless I get some concrete information from somebody on the scene locally in Philly, because his last fight was 2019, so
0: That's the you don't know issue. what you're
2: gonna get. You don't know yeah. what you're gonna get, and if he's in shape, he could be a different. You
0: never person. know
1: what you're gonna get. What,
0: what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is Jeremiah. I, I believe he's had a couple of fights scheduled that were canceled, so he's had, you know, he's been getting ready on and off. The guy's
1: gonna be ready. Look, look at moment. him. Jesus Christ, he's going to be ready.
0: Anyway, I think the monkey knife fight line, uh, I think more and more, I agree, because I do think it'll go three full rounds. But again, we don't necessarily know what we're going to get with Jeremiah Wells. Um, But I do think three full rounds, so more and more with monkey monkey knife fight is a play. I don't have a bet on this just yet, so Dan, I will wait for you. I know who you're going to reach out to, so I'll wait to see what he says, uh, what he tells you. Uh, And I will make a bet. People asked uh, a little earlier if they go to we dot com slash bets and they make a deposit and then we give them the free money and then they play, is that legal? And you know, California, this state, it is. Oh, 100- now we're gonna have to
1: edit all this out.
0: It's a hundred percent legal. Offshore betting is absolutely one hundred percent legal. Nothing sketchy, nothing weird about it. It is absolutely legal. Um, Some states don't allow it because they have legalized sports betting, uh, but if you're I live in Texas. Sports betting is not legal here, so I can go online 100% legally. I think it's online. only one
2: state that it was It was weird. One state. It's Jersey. Yeah, it's Jersey. Yeah, Jersey, it's Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, either, either
0: way. Well, uh, city.
2: It's basically the solution for any state where they don't allow gambling, where they don't allow sports betting. Like, yep. you can do it on bet. On, like, that's what I use because Florida, it's not legal here yet.
0: And again, it's 100% legal. There's nothing sketchy about it. You can Google it, offshore betting. is perfectly legal. The analogy I always use is if you go on a cruise and they're like 200 feet offshore, all of a sudden- the Maritime law. law. All right. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Marcin Prochnio versus Ike Villanueva. Uh, Prochnio is two and three in his last five coming off a win. Ike Villanueva is two and three, in, or sorry, three and two in his last five also, coming off of a win. Uh, it's an interesting fight because neither one of these guys are fantastic. Um, Prochnio Neo came into the UFC undefeated. He was like the biggest prospect on planet Earth, just stopping everybody, came into the UFC, and then lost three in a row by first round knockout. Just was not ready for that UFC level competition. He made some adjustments. His last fight, he looked
1: really, really good. And that and that Roundtree fight wasn't he a huge underdog? Wasn't that the one yeah. that everyone missed uh, on? Yeah, well, yeah, but we all he had just lost. Well, not me. Just, I know I I picked against Roundtree, but everyone else. I highly doubt it.
0: Well, and What's he had thing? just he just lost three in a row by knockout, so you know that wasn't looking too good for him. But he made the right adjustments. He had a solid win there. Um, and then uh, Ike Villanueva. Terrible record, not terrible, but depending on what site Eight, you go to, <laughs> No, depending on, depending on what site you go to, there's more losses in there. Oh, um, I
1: see. Yeah. Cause Sherdog has them at 18 11. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So, uh, his, his record's terrible if it includes every single fight he's ever had, but he never quits. He marches forward, has solid striking and he has legit speed and legit power he spent a bit of time at heavyweight, but he's come down to light heavyweight now. Uh, and I think that he- being at heavyweight should add some context to some of those losses. I think Villanueva gets this done. I think he's in a great spot in this underdog spot. I, I think what's so funny is I think like the fanfare and the betting odds are just swaying with Prochniau's wins and losses. When he lost three in a row by first round knockout, he's a bum and he's useless. He's coming off a one solid win. Now he's he's back to the amazing killing machine that he was before he got into the UFC. So I think Ike Villanueva, just his toughness, the marching forward, the speed, the power in his hands. I think Villanueva is a rock solid underdog in this fight. Um, I'll talk about you know a couple bets in a minute, but Danny Boy, you nodded with me. I like it. So what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, first of all, that last fight, uh, Prochnio, um where he beat Khalil Roundtree, I was shocked. He was a heavy underdog. He had looked awful in his last three fights, and Roundtree actually was looking really good going into that fight. Um, and Prochnio surprised me. He looked much better early than I thought. Um, he does have some power in his hands, but I think even in that fight, he got clipped by Roundtree and almost put away at one point. This is going to be a a very different fight in the sense that Villanueva, like Roundtree was more of that tie style and he's got, you know, a little bit in and out movement. Villanueva is going to plant his feet and take one to give one. And I think he's going to give the harder shot here. Um, So I agree with you. I think he's a very live underdog. I like him for a finish, especially how we know Progenio's had three first round knockout losses. So the chin is questionable. Um, and Villanueva, like you said, he got beat up by Chase Sherman at heavyweight. And that first round, he was taking bombs and eating them. And then even in the second round, when he got finished, like he was never knocked out cold. It was more like the ref had seen enough kind of kind of thing. So um, I like Ike Villanueva in this. I think he's going to come forward. It's not going to be a ton of skill or technique, but he's going to come forward, take a, a shot, and give one back and, even if he takes two shots to give one back, I think he wins the fight by knockout. So, um, I like him at seventy-two hundred bucks. I think he's very live to win this fight. I'm definitely going to be putting a prop bet on him to uh, to finish by knockout, and I think I'm going to bet the money line too. Plus, I didn't.
0: Uh, my my bet. No, I'm more conservative with the bets, meaning I don't I don't chase the um, very specific prop bets, but I did grab the under on rounds. I think the under on rounds is solid. Uh, And it accounts for both sides and I don't have to pick a very, you know, specific way to win. And the round lines are great because there's two and a half rounds that basically fight does not go the distance, except you'll get much better odds than fight does not go the distance. Jacob, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with the same story that you guys are telling. I think this is more of a pick fight because I, I simply have in my notes whose chin is going to hold up because they're both going to hit each other. They've both been clipped before. they both been finished before. So it's like whose chin is going to hold up? Who's going to be able to eat the first shot to give that, that big first shot? Um, so that's how I have it going. The weird thing that I saw in Research's fight is Pratchnio has never had a fight end in the second round which is like the most random thing I've ever heard, 19 fights. They're all either first round, third round, or decision. So I just thought that was kind of a weird stat. But um, I actually think that Prashnio wins this fight um, just because, you know, I think it's a coin flip, and I'd go with Prashnil. I think he's just got a little bit more power uh, than Ike. So I have Prashnio on this, but I would stay away from this. Definitely on Prashnio's side, if you're looking for, you know, uh, chasing a knockout play, I think $7,200 is a good place to put your money.
2: Yeah. yeah. To put it into context, you're probably right. It is probably more of a coin flip fight because I don't think either guy is going to really have anything crazy technique-wise that's going to win the fight. It's going to be, all right, both these guys hit hard. Who's going to hit the bigger shot? For land the, the love of
1: shot? God, don't place a bet that it's going to end in the second round.
2: Right. <laughs> How did well, you with finish? that very meaningful? Yeah, where do you get like how do you even determine? I, I was
1: just scroll down, like they're who they're fighting, what's going on. The, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for everything in this one. <laughs> <Right. if they're laughs> yeah, it's man. like
2: a beautiful yeah. mind. He's like drawing yeah. things yeah. in the window. <laughs> yeah. no, second no, no,
1: finishes. Second, no second round finish.
0: No second round. Either way, this uh it, this will be a fun one to watch. I think uh Villanueva's super live underdog, so does Dan. Um the strike line is Tricky. I would definitely go. It's a tricky line, man. Cause it's either less more. I'd go more for
1: Ike for sure.
0: Yeah. More than 21 and a half. I completely agree. 58 and a half is, is if it goes three rounds, that's, that's plausible. If it doesn't, then that's way high. So that, that's a hard one. So probably I'd probably do less more uh when I play this line sometimes. So with monkey knife fight, when they're crazy, I jump on them early, right? It's wrong. I'm jumping on it early. I'll two and a half times my money instead of three lines like this. I'll wait to see what the money does to it and where it moves. Cause then I may have a lot more confidence in it later in the week.
2: Well, I found a good one. I like here. Ike Villanueva wins inside the distance. If it goes, the, if it goes the distance, yes. no, a- no action plus what,
0: what plus 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 on? one forty five. Yeah. Let me t- write that down too. That's a, that's a fantastic. That is a pretty good one. And those, if, if you guys don't know, I, I threw that I didn't win it, but it's great because I got my refund. I threw that on um, who who was our, our Chase Hooper because he's either gonna win by submission or lose a decision. Those are the only two options for that guy. and he didn't win uh, he w- well, he won that fight. That was a bad not he, he didn't win by submission, so I got a refund. Uh, so I love those bets as well. And if you like those bets or the three and a half bets, any of these really cool, Prop bets that protect you and they're unique, you're only going to get at slash bets. The, the only reason links.
1: Hooper did not win by submission is <laughs> because he chose not to win, side. but that was the only one. Okay.
0: Reason. I'm what a great that was definitely worth interrupting for. <laughs> Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have a Shavkat Rachmanov versus Michelle or Michael <laughs> Prazeris. So, (laughs) I'm trying to get better with these names, and I really think I am getting the most interesting thing about this fight. Is the is this is I it may not statistically be, but the biggest reach advantage in the history of the UFC it is like a full foot, 12 full inch reach advantage for Shavat Rachmanov. And I don't usually care, right? I'm not one of the guys that'll just. You know, like, oh, there's a three inch reach advantage, so he's definitely gonna win. That's what topology tells me. But a full foot reach advantage, 12 full inches of reach advantage, is that's like fighting your kid brother, like, that's a big deal, anyway. Uh, Michelle Prezeris is you four fought my in- kid
2: brother, right, Angela, one time.
0: I don't remember that. He's four <laughs> and one in his last five, coming off a loss. Uh, Rachmanov is five and O in his uh, last five. Really and mean. that's because he's 13 and O in his entire career. Uh, Michelle Prezeris will do anything to get you to the ground. That includes wild punches, dragging people to the ground. It is get to the ground at all costs for Prezeris. And then Rockmanov can beat you anywhere, anywhere. He has a 100% finish rate. In 13 fights, a 100% finish rate. Uh, He's very hard to hit, um, and he has a ton of power. He has very good wrestling and judo defense, uh, and he's very active when he does get taken down. So he basically, the story is, Rakunov can win anywhere. I think he's absolutely worth the $90 tech. The only thing that worries me about this is you know, he's got that height and reach advantage. I mean, the way Prezeris is built, he can just kind of duck under that, absorb whatever the hell he's going to absorb on the way in and just get to some legs and, you know, desperately drag to the ground. And when you get to the ground, he's very competent down there. So that's the only thing that worries me is that Prezeris will literally take whatever he needs to take on the way in just to get in and drag to the ground. But uh, I think... Uh, Rachmanov can win anywhere and, and basically will win anywhere. Jacob, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take a line out of your uh, playbook because you always say when one fighter just has more ways to win than the other fighter. I think that's exactly what this is with Uh He's undefeated for a reason. He has all those finishes for a reason. Uh, Michael actually only has like Yeah, he has like 14 decisions out of his 26 wins. So he's not really a finisher himself, except for with submissions. The only thing that would worry me in this fight is if Rachmanov um, just keeps trying to get a guillotine. So if, if Michael keeps shooting in and Rakwinov has a good guillotine. So if he just constantly tries to keep chasing that guillotine, you could find a way to lose a decision like that. You know, if you end up on your back and then you can't really get up as fast as you'd like. So that's the only thing that would worry me. But I think that Rakwanov should dominate this fight wherever he wants to dominate the fight. Uh so he's in my lineup at ninety one hundred dollars. Um and the monkey knife fight. Man, these this was a tough one. I'd rather hear what you guys have to say on that first.
0: It is a tough one because the, the dude is 13-0 and 0 with 13 finishes. So logic will tell you he will get a finish here. But Prezeris is – it's got to be one of the toughest guys he's ever fought. So this may be the man that doesn't get stopped. And if that's the case, you got to go more and more, more because I think Prezeris will be b- very busy coming in trying to get those takedowns. And Rachmanov will just be unloading, defending the takedowns. On his back, he's very busy. So, you know, I, but I, I think the safe yeah, – this is what uh, – uh...
1: What do they say when an uh, unstoppable force meets an immovable object or whatever? Because uh, there's a 13-0 with 13 finishes, and then Michael's never been finished. So something's going to happen here.
0: Yeah, and and exactly. Like somebody, every time we talk about this, oh, this has never happened. It's never happened until it happens. Somebody's always undefeated until they lose. Somebody never gets finished until they do. So th- this is um, – I'm positive Rachmanov is going to win. but. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know where to put the listen. Is, that, is this your law? Is this your law, Angelo? There's is, no, there's no jinxing here, man. There's no jinxing here. I was fantastic last week. I'm going to ride that train, but I do Gosh. think the over on rounds may be the appropriate prop bet here. Um, because, I did the best last week because in what? Just draft games. not your picks, not your bets. Anyway, Danny, what are your thoughts? Right, let's, let's move on.
2: Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys said. I think uh, Rock went off to the side. I don't know that I'm going to spend 9,100 bucks on him. I mean, Prezeris is, is very good. He's looks good. He's he's but got a bunch of UFC fights. The thing about him though is he's 39 years old and he hasn't fought in two years. I think so. You know, uh, if that weren't the case, I'd be like, all right, this could be a tougher fight for Rockmanoff than we think. Um, but. Yeah, I think he's the side. I think he can win this fight anywhere. He does, I mean, he's subbed uh, Oliveira with that guillotine. That's a legit sub win. So um, I think he's the side, but I don't think I'm going to play this uh, on either side in DraftKings. And from a betting standpoint, I don't know. I'm going to look throughout the week and see if a prop jumps out of me, but right now I got nothing. And then monkey knife fights, I think it's going to be less more maybe, but it's a hard one. That's a tough line. Yeah. Or less, less, less. I don't know. 29. It's yeah. It's hard to get there. They're splitting these, uh, these, these, uh, numbers pretty good now. So you, you get almost got to find the middle. Um,
0: it's definitely hard, especially because I just don't know if, if is going to keep that 13 stoppage streak. And if he does, then you got to go according to
1: my patterns. He will.
0: Your pattern of it's been a hundred percent of the time every time so far. So it would just stay that way
1: to infinity and beyond.
0: Either way, I'm personally going to wait to see what these lines do. And then maybe I'll do something later in the week. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Rowani Barcelos versus Timur Valiev. Barcelos five and oh, in his last five, 16 and one overall. Timur Valiev, 4-0-1 in his last five. That 0-1, uh, he got smoked. And then Trevin Giles, who smoked him, tested positive for marijuana, so it was overturned. I didn't even know people still popped for marijuana and had issues. But he did, and that's a no contest now, but he did. That's a loss if we're looking at it objectively. Um, let's
2: Let's clarify what smoked means as well because – the first round, there was smoking going on, but it was the other way. And, he got stopped, uh,
0: man. He got he,
2: stopped. He, he did get stopped, but, like, I mean, say so he got smoked like he came out there and got dominated. He was dominating that fight. Arguably could have been stopped in the first round. And then, yeah, he got clipped um, and lost the fight. But it was not like it was a one-sided beating by any means.
0: Either way, Barcelos uh, is very well-rounded. He has great low kicks, very good on the ground, with very good takedown defense and offense, so good grappler in general. Uh, Timur Valiev, he looked phenomenal in his UFC debut, but he faded when he couldn't get the stoppage. Then he was stopped. That's his last fight. Uh, And it's a no contest because of the marijuana on the other side. Uh, He's a very good grappler. He's a very good grappler with solid striking. This is evenly matched. Timur Valiev is my pick. I have a money line bet on him. I have a prop bet here. And I have him in my lineup. I think he's probably, at least for my money, the best underdog I could snatch up uh, on this card. I mean, Barcelos is very good. But I think Team Revalyev, I I don't know why. uh, I genuinely don't know why he's this big of an underdog in this fight. I mean, he's very, very good. Oh, I'll tell you why. Go ahead.
2: Tell him, Jacob. The
0: The reason is Barcelos
1: already fought one of these Dagestani guys in Saeed Nurmagomedov and beat him, stuffed two of his takedowns, and took down Saeed twice. So he's he's very comfortable with his grappling. When I was researching this fight, I didn't know what the odds were. I didn't know what the draft teams were. And I told myself, I don't care who the underdog is, I'm going to pick the underdog in this fight because I, I think it's a pretty even matchup. And just for the value, I was going to pick whoever the underdog was. I was hoping that it was going to be Barcelos because I love his <laughs> grappling ability. I think he can stuff everything that Tamura wants to throw at him. Um with that said, you know I, I think there's an incredible value in the underdog in Timur, maybe he gets the um the takedowns, but I think he his striking is good enough to win the fight. So I was going to pick whatever the underdog was, so it just happens to be uh tamer so I, I, I'm going with him and I put him in my lineup. but I, I love Barcelo's abilities. He's a very good fighter as well
0: yeah and and I think this is an e I think this should be you know even right? A two to one favorite is crazy to me. Two to almost two to one underdog is crazy to me. The prop bet I have here. So I did straight up money line of value. I have it plus one eighty. I think he wins this fight. And the prop bet is that three and a half that we talk about all the time. He's definitely going to win a round. Definitely going to win a round. I just do not see him not taking a round. So um, I, I'm, a I'm very confident in that. So, uh, and we're going to do our full betting guide breakdown. So you'll, you'll see it there. But uh, Danny boy, you you've nodded and shook your head i don't i have no idea which way you're going based off of Jeff. Uh, i
2: i like the well i i, I kind of like the plus three and a half bet for value because i do think that i mean i think that this fight whoever wins this fight is going to emerge as a top five can you know the on the fast track to a potential title shot with a win or two um i think both these guys are very good i think the line is probably a little wide but I mean, I'll tell you right now, Honey Barcelos is very, very good. I actually know him from back in the day. He used to train with Glover for a little while. They're good friends. And this kid is talented. He's good. At, uh, someone on the internet called him like uh, Jose Aldo 2.0. He's got crazy good kicks, good striking. I think he's a coral belt. So he's like uh, above a black belt. Like he's very, very good. Good cardio. Uh, I mean, go watch some of his fights. He's just, dude, he put a pace on Khalid Taha, landing punches from all angles. He did finally get a little tired in the third round, but that was after two rounds of just like, all right, here's a heavy bag, chase it, and throw every possible strike you could throw for 10 minutes straight. So he did show a little bit of, uh, you know, he get a little tired in the third round, but... Man, he was impressive in that fight. And that was against a high-level striker against Khalid Taha. So um, he was landing kicks. He got takedowns. I just was so impressed with that performance. Uh, and I know how good this kid was, geez, eight years ago when I was fighting. So I'm sure he's now putting it all together. I think he's uh, on a fast track to uh, to potentially get a title shot. With that being said, Valiev is another guy who's touted very, very highly. He trains with Frankie Edgar's camp, so you know he's got all the right guys around him. The Trevin Jones loss, you know, you said he got smoked, which I understand what you're saying. I'm just messing with you, but he was dominating that. Like, that fight probably could have been stopped in the first round, and no one would have complained, um, and Valiev would have won. Um, but I think this is going to be a close fight. The wrestling is the only thing that scares me. If if Up did not have the wrestling, I'd be like, oh, man, Honey Barcelos is going to destroy this guy because I think he's a much better striker. I think he's got better jujitsu. But Barcellos wrestling is such. the
1: out-wrestled, uh, out-wrestled uh, Saeed.
2: Yeah, but that's the.
1: An actual Nurmagomedov. I was going
2: to say, you hear the name Nurmagomedov and you just think Khabib. The actual one. I mean, he's he's the he... spinning backfist Nurmagomedov. <laughs> um, anyways. I'm picking uh, Barcelos in this fight. Um, I don't know, eighty-eight hundred bucks isn't too bad for DraftKings, but I just I think this fight could be closer than people think, and I just the wrestling worries me a little bit. Even though, really on tape, there's nothing that I've seen that's weak in Barcelos' game, including his wrestling defense. So, um, I he's my pick. I don't know what I'm going to do for bets and DraftKings with him yet, but I'm hoping he wins. I think he'll win, and if he does and looks good. Man, he should be up there for in the title talks pretty soon. Both yeah, guys it'll
0: really. be. Uh, I'm looking because it, like, it could be a fight. Like this could be a ton of fun, an absolute war. Uh, my picks: Valiev, um, Monkey Knife fight. It's another hard line. Uh, I think less more is probably the play here because I do think Valiev will use that wrestling. Which will shut down some of the strikes of uh, Honey Barcelos. I go, so, go more and more
1: easy. I go more and more easy yeah. on this because Barcelos' takedown defense is so good that he's going to be in those positions with just the pitter patter, you know, with Valiev just hanging on his leg and stuff, and, and maybe even vice versa. So I, I'd take them more and more here for sure because they're both. I'll
2: so tell you right now, him. if Valiev can't get takedowns, I think he's going to be in big trouble in this fight. I think like he gets needs stopped. takedowns to yeah. win. I think he needs takedowns to win
1: this fight. He's never yeah, been and stopped I think- before. Th-
0: I think the relentless takedown attempts and I, I think he'll be successful, but even just the attempts will slow down some of those strikes. So I think less from uh honey and more from Valiev is my monkey knife. I play at least Jacob's going more and more. So if you well, Danny, what are you going to do?
2: Um, I'm going to go less. Jeez, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go less, more.
0: There it is. Two less more, one more, more. If you want to triple your money playing Monkey Night Fight, go to playmkf.com slash we want picks right now. These lines are live this very minute. Go in there, play this line, play the other ones, come back here, let us know you did. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Hanato Moicano versus Jai Herbert. Hanato Moikano is 2-3 and in his last five, coming off a loss. Jai Herbert, 4-1 and in his last five, coming off of a loss as well. Uh, It's an interesting matchup because Hanato Moikano is a big-time favorite here. He is so slick on the ground. He is moving up to uh, lightweight in this fight. The 145 cut was a lot for him. He would look sucked out. He would fade in some of those fights, and that recent... You know, that skid that he's had uh in his last five fights. You could definitely attribute that to cutting down to 145. So up at 155, I anticipate he'll be fresher, he'll have more energy. He is a very slick back belt, he is an American top team guy. He's also very good in his feet. He doesn't really have stoppage power, he's a little bit chinny, right? It's given him some trouble in the past, but he is so slick on the ground, his striking is very technical. It's it's great. So I think this move is going to be really good for him. Jai Herbert, it's almost a year layoff. He did have COVID. It was sprinkled in there in that layoff, and that was after a knockout loss. Uh, he's a very technical striker. He likes the knees, and he likes to fight at range. Uh, if he keeps his fight at range, he could pick apart Moicano, but he also has his own chin issues. So I think Moicano can use that striking to close the distance get it to the ground and win this fight. I have Moicano in my DraftKing lineup. Oh, no, wait, do I? I'll have to double I check. Do that. I wouldn't do that. I ha- well, I have it on my, uh, I have a spreadsheet here with the fighter, the notes, if they're in my lineup or not. He may be in my lineup. I don't remember spending 9,400 bucks. That's a lot. But he is very slick. I have the under on rounds. Uh, so Moicano is my pick here. Um, and I would go more, more for sure. On this line, I actually, before I hand it over to you guys, I would go to play mkf.com slash we want picks, sign up, and I would hammer this line right now uh, because I, although I do think it is under on rounds, I think they're both going to be very active before there's a stoppage. Jacob, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think the, the odds are so so spread apart because they just assume Moikano is gonna gonna get the takedowns, gonna submit um, Jai. But you know, Jai's very good in jiu-jitsu. He's not a very good wrestler, but in jiu-jitsu itself, um, he knows how to reverse positions, and he this could be a weird situation where my my moicano finds himself in a position where he really doesn't want to be. Um, with that said, I, I do think that Moikano is gonna win. He does have a uh, a link to future Lock of the Week winner Yancey. Um Yancey's fighting Demir, who was um, Moikano's last win. And that was one of those weird ones where Demir looked like he had no idea what the hell was going on. Moikano just kind of walked over, body-locked him, tripped him, got his back, and submitted him in like 40 seconds. So that's another reason why I went with Yancey in, in that fight, not to, not to bring up the lock the week again. But um yeah, I got Moikano winning this fight, but at $9,400, I don't know if, uh, about all that. So
0: I actually just double-checked my lineup. I do have him in there at $9,400. So... Yeah, there's time I'm looking to for it. that stoppage I bet on the stoppage I have a bet on the under on rounds Which is two and a half So I mentioned that before If you want to go bet that this fight does not go the distance You're not going to get great odds But if you bet the under on rounds All of a sudden you'll get some plus odds Or some very close minus odds You're obviously at risk there With uh, the two and a half minute mark But you know, I'll, I'll take that So Annie I know he's an ATT guy What are your thoughts? Dan, not only are we
1: live, oh, you're live on mute. too. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh my um, god. We've got to
0: edit that out.
2: Oh, edit it out. Oh, wait, we're live. No, no, no. Um,
0: that I'll leave in. It's not my goof.
2: All right. Anyways, yeah, no. Moicano, uh Moicano is the side. He is unbelievably good on the ground. Jacob, you talk about uh Herbert being good on the ground reversing positions. That's probably so. Moicano is one of the best ground guys uh in the UFC. And some of his losses, I mean, I can't He's not tell better you than
1: Bryce Mitchell. I tell you that. I know that. Oh, I mean, when you're from
2: Arkansas, it's you got wrestling, you got jujitsu. They're just there it is, Arkansas wrestling. Um, now, Mike Moykano is unbelievably good on the ground. I mean, he lost that Fiziev. He's also a very good striker. He's almost too good at striking to where, like, the last fight against Fiziev he did not need to strike with that guy. He could have literally shot a bad takedown, pulled half guard and figured out a way to, I mean, Fiziev is so unproven on the ground at this point. I think that it just would have been a much better game plan for him to get it to the ground any, any way he could, but his striking is good enough to where he thought he was going to hang with Fiziev. but man, Fiziev is, is, is an unbelievable striker. So um, anyways, Moicano, I think is going to win this fight. I hope, and I think he's going to go close the distance get a takedown. He's got very good body locks. And on the ground, I think he's going to dominate. And I think he's going to get a sub uh, first or second round. So that's my pick. Um, I am going to put him on my lineup. Uh, and, and I don't want to discredit Herbert. I was I was watching some video on him. He's a very good striker. He's long. He's, he's got those one twos that he keeps in your face. It's hard to close the distance against him. So it's going to take some Good strategy out of Moicano to get inside on him, Um, but when he does, I think he'll get the takedown fairly easily, Um, and and from there, I think uh, I think he's going to get a sub. So, I don't know if you guys watched that last fight uh, with Herbert against uh, Trinaldo. That was like where Herb Dean let uh, Trinaldo go do the Mortal Kombat finish him, like he was like dead on the ground already, and Herb Dean's like,
1: yeah, no, fight's
2: not over, and Trinaldo's like, yeah, well, Herbert.
1: Herbert had Trinaldo's back at uh, at a point in that fight. Because
2: he he dropped him first. First round, he got taken down and dominated. Second round, he dropped Trinaldo and then got his back. Spent three minutes on his back. Then they got up and, I mean, Trinaldo, give him credit for 40-some years old. The guy's got pretty damn good cardio. Um, But then in the third round, he landed that overhand left that just knocked him flat unconscious. And her being like yeah her Dean's like oh no he looks all right just hit him a few more times he'll be all right guys like laying there that's where dan hardy flipped out and was like screaming so anyways oh, right. yeah dan. remember remember what, that
0: what are, your, what are your thoughts on this monkey night fight line oh he's pushing you uh, out.
2: yeah all right um start playing that music jacob um i'm gonna go with
0: more 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 wow that's sub. the thing. I did the same early thing because I think sub. there's
2: a stoppage, but I think it's a war. Yeah. I'm going to go with less, less, and I'm going to bank on. <laughs> the
0: opposite of your first pick.
2: Well, I was just thinking striking-wise, they're going to both land at a good amount of shots, but I'm I'm banking on Moicano going in with a good game plan, learning from the last fight and being like, listen, this guy's a striker. I know I can hang on him striking, but the path of least resistance is to get a takedown in the sub. And I'm hoping he goes out there and gets a takedown and sub the guy quick. So I'm going less, less, and Moicano is my pick. He's in my DraftKings, and that that be that.
0: All right, Jacob, what were your thoughts on the line
1: on monkey Night fight?
0: Yeah, did you tell us already? She.
1: I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would stay away from this point because I have no yeah, idea. Yeah,
0: I, I like more, and more. I, I genuinely like more, and more. I do think there's a stoppage. I told you, I bet on a stoppage with the under rounds. But I think it's just if it if there's not a stoppage, this is like 120 strikes each. So I think with a stoppage, we'll blow past 55 and 36. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Tim Means versus Nicholas Dalby. This is short notice and not at the same time. Nick or Tim Means was supposed to fight last week. He is now fighting this week, but he has a new opponent in Nicholas Dalby. But Nicholas Dalby was already on this card and just has a new opponent, Tim Means. So it is a new matchup, but I would not call this sort of a last-minute fight and you know worry about cardio or anything like that. Both these guys have full training camps. Tim Means was just bumped a week. Nicholas Dalby is 3-0-2 in his last five. And if you look up the two, the two that one was overturned by the promoter, and then the other one was. The fight was, was declared no contest because the surface was unsafe. What Very bizarre couple of fights he had there. And then Tim Means, three and two in his last five. Again, Tim Means is supposed to fight last week, so we broke him down. He's a very good striker. He has solid underrated wrestling. He times his takedowns really, really well when he does decide to use them. And he's a high-volume striker who avoids damage. He moves really well. If you go to the UFC stats site and pull up the stats, he doesn't get hit very often. He definitely puts out more than he takes in. Nicholas Dalby um, is tricky striking because of his weird karate style where he switches stances. Um, Dalby, I think, has more power, but he also gets hit more, um, and he doesn't have the wrestling to get himself out of trouble Tim Means is my pick here. I think Tim Means sort of picks him apart, take him down, takes him down when he needs to, and rides out a decision win. Um, but I'm definitely gonna go the the monkey knife fight line is is that's super high on Tim. I'm gonna go less on Tim, more on Dalby. I do think it's a decision. Tim's the more technical striker, has wrestling in his back pocket, doesn't have the put away power, and he will avoid the put away power by Dalby. Nick. Or not Nick. That was your name. Jacob, open your eyes and give us a pick. Nick.
1: I'm just, I don't know. The best compliment I think I've ever received. Thank you. Um, Yeah, this is all you need to know. This is literally all you need to know. This is very simple. Dalby in 2015 (laughs) fought the best striking middleweight in the world to a draw and outstruck him 111 to 49. We're talking about the greatest middleweight Going to go down of all time, one of the greatest strikers of all time, future champion Darren Till. Dolby fought Darren Till to a draw in 2015. I think I had Tim Means winning last week uh, in my breakdown, but Dolby's going to dominate. So if you if you fight the greatest middleweight of all time to a draw, you're going to
0: dominate Tim Means. What are you going to do to Tim Means? Poor Tim Means. So I got Dolby winning this fight. You're, and, and and anybody watching this thinks he's like completely clowning around. And obviously he like made a joke of that, but you're you're like, that's not a joke. joke. (laughs) No, I mean, I was going to say, but like the, you love that dude so much that you're like believing your own nonsense, right?
1: Darren Till is legit. One of the, he's a top three talent in
0: the UFC. You love him because of his Twitter, dude. If he wasn't on social media, you'd be like, he's all right. I think I just like his teeth. (laughs) Danny, what are your thoughts here?
2: I think this is going to be a very, very close fight. Um, I, I think both guys are well-rounded. I think – I mean, I think for the value, uh, I like Dalby. I'm probably not going to play either of these guys. But I think, uh, you know, Tim Means looked great in his last fight against Mike
1: Perry. Dan, yeah, move but... your mic down a little bit. Better?
0: Yep, much.
2: Thank you. Um no, I, I mean, Tim, Lee's, Tim Means looked really good. His last fight against Mike Perry landed a ton of shots. I was looking at the stats. It was like, It was like 130-something significant strikes or something ridiculous like that. But <clears throat> stylistically, Mike Perry is very stationary. He stands in front of you, no head movement. Dalby is also a good striker, but very, very different. He's got that karate style. He switches stances. It's hard to hit guys when they have that sideways karate stance, so... There's not going to be a target uh, for means like there was uh, with Mike Perry. Um, and, and to be honest, he he just fought and, and beat. It was a close fight against a very tough Daniel Rodriguez, uh, and he won that fight. So, listen, I, I like Dalby as the underdog here. I think it's going to be a close fight. I think both guys have tools to win. Um, I think this will go to a decision. Um I mean Means always has a guillotine. There's th- there's ways for this to be finished, but I think it's a very even fight. I like Dolby as the uh as the underdog, so I'm gonna take him here just for the for the value. But um I don't think I'm gonna touch it in DraftKings. I'm just playing with some pieces right now. But it, um I like Dolby in it.
1: Angelo, you took you also took my uh unsafe surface line, because I saw that too, and I'm thinking, what the hell does this mean? Unsafe I, Surface? Oh, so
0: yeah. It, it, I mean, like,
1: just- it, it would make sense if it was like like between like between the rounds or something, but it was like in the middle of the second round. It was just like I don't know if the thing just ripped or what was going on.
0: I, I didn't find the fight, so I don't know, but I mean it could have been I, I, I don't know. Maybe it, it was an outdoor anything. event and it outdoor started raining. Age,
1: it rained, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It probably rained or got humid or whatever. But I yeah. fought
2: a tent in Arkansas behind a casino and it was Arkansas, like 30, you say? Thirty five <laughs> degrees. I was like, it, trust me, that surface was bet, not I bet very you got safe. I down
1: 10 times that night, too.
2: It was like a tarp, like that you put on the, you know, if you have a hole in your roof with a tarp, that's what we fought on. I also well, weighed in on a bathroom scale, and I was probably, my flight got delayed because I had, I mean, this promotion was top notch. I had like three layovers. So <laughs> I got there at midnight. I was like Abraham. three pounds over, and my friend Carmelo, literally, there was a bathroom scale in a hotel room and just a woman there taking weights, and I was probably three pounds over. I was like, I can cut it, but it's midnight, and I'm not doing that. I just I held Carmelo's finger. He just pulled up a little bit, and they're like, oh, 185, you're good. So, That's the don't Co- don't tell the commission that. They're going to come after my money.
0: Yeah, yeah, you I don't even
2: think there was a commission.
0: Well, either way, this should be uh, – I, I actually think this is going to be a really fun fight. Tim Means is my pick. Uh, I think it's a fun fight. Dan, you didn't tell us your monkey knife fight line.
2: Uh monkey knife fight less more. I think that's yep. an easy one.
0: The only thing that but, might yeah. worry
1: me is it's more more, but
2: dude, they're ba- they're banking that 115 off of uh Mike Perry, Mike who Perry just not
0: moving. Yeah.
2: Not moving and just being a target for three rounds.
0: Yeah, Mike Cement Shoes Perry. So yeah, I would uh Ooh. go to play mkf.com slash we want picks. Do your deposit using promo code WWP. They will instantly match your deposit. Take the free money from the instant match. The free money. Go here, play this line, do less on Tim Means, more on Nicholas Dalby, and you will triple your money. You can do it right now. These lines are live. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have Andre Touchy Feely versus Daniel Pineda. Probably the coolest nickname of MMA. Actually, the coolest nickname Uncle of all creepy. of MMA. The coolest nickname of all MMA is a man that you fought, Dan. Jeff Scary Nickname Nader is a pretty funny nickname.
2: That is a pretty good nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle
0: Either way, one. Uncle Creepy is a solid one too. Andre Feely is three and two in his last five coming off a loss. Daniel Pineda, th- these records are crazy. Daniel Pineda is two, one, and two in his last five. Two of those, the two fights that were overturned by the commission were in the same night. Lots of weird stuff going on with uh with these guys, draws and no contest. Either way, Andre Feely was supposed to be like the next big thing in the division, the stud of the division. He's at team alpha male, good wrestling, good striking, good jujitsu, like fun as hell to watch. This dude was supposed to be a world champion, and I just feel like he never lived up to that hype. But he's very well rounded. i I I I sort of categorize him as a technical brawler. He's much more technical than that, but he will exchange big time like a brawler, but he is very technical in those exchanges. He does get hit and he does rely on his chin a little more than he should. He has a very good chin, but that is not going to last forever. And Daniel Pineda will test that chin. This is a feast or famine, dude. He has a 100% finish rate on, on pretty much both sides of that coin. He's a very good wrestler as well, but he just comes out fast and hard throwing bombs. Doesn't really use his wrestling all the time. And if he does, it's because he's exhausted from just throwing absolute haymakers to try to get it out of the first round. Uh, This is, I have Andre Feely winning this fight, but Daniel Pineda is a solid underdog pick here, but I do think Andre Feely's. He is more technical, and I think he will avoid the giant haymaker bombs of Daniel Pineda, survive that first round, then grab some momentum and go ahead and pull out a win. So I have Andre Feely winning this fight. I don't love minus 225 odds. I don't necessarily love the $8,900 DraftKings price tag because Daniel Pineda does hit hard and is willing to throw everything into those strikes. But Jacob, I know you're an Feely fan. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, let me start first with Daniel Pineda because he is a great talent. And I think they set him up against Cub to kind of be that changing of the guard fight. I think he was supposed to win that fight. And I think that he thought that he was just going to run through Cub. He kind of had his hands low. But the second that Cub started hitting him, like actually hitting him, it almost looked like he lost interest in the fight. He got he got clocked. He got hit pretty good in the second and almost like turned his back and was just kind of walking away like, I don't want to deal with this fight anymore. It was tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, and that's kind of the exact opposite approach that you see from Andre Feely. Listen, he, the people he's lost to is, un, I mean, it's Max Holloway. It's Yair, Yair Rodriguez who's in the top three. Calvin Kattar was in the top five. Michael Johnson has always been in the top ten. His last two fights was against Sadiq Youssef who I think is one of the most dangerous strikers in the featherweight division. Uh, Sadiq couldn't finish him. And then he was against Bryce Mitchell, which, you know, show off your shirt, Angelo. That's Mr. Arkansas Wrestling Bryce Mitchell. And Bryce took him down seven times, but Bryce submits everybody and and he was able to survive versus bryce mitchell stuffed a few of those takedowns and bryce mitchell got incredible um you know takedown so i just love andre's tough toughness in this fight i think uh you know Pineda is very, very talented but i think if push comes to shove when things get nasty if there's adversity to overcome andre Feely is going to overcome that adversity i think he's still the fighter that we think he is he's very very talented he just kind of ran into a couple buzz saws along the way so uh, I think he's, he's going to win this fight. I think he's probably going to dominate this fight. I think he's great value at $8,900. So he made it in my lineup. I think he wins. I think this is probably a more and more situation, a monkey knife fight. I think they definitely are, are kind of banging it out. But I think Andre's length is, like you like you mentioned, he's a little bit more technical, a little more cleaner. Um, and I just like his toughness more in this fight. So I, I like Andre Fili a lot in this fight.
0: Yeah, so I think we, we definitely both agree on that. And I also agree with that monkey knife fight line. I like the more and more there. Uh, I I do think they'll go at it. Daniel Pineda may get past 38 in the first three minutes. Yeah. The the only thing that would worry me is Pineda has
1: a great like front kick. He was chewing up Cubs leg really, really well. Um, and Andre Fiel is kind of that, those lanky guys that, you know, if his front leg gets torn up, it could be an issue. So that's
0: something to look out for. Uh, Danny boy. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, no, I agree with a, a lot of what you guys said. Um, I'm not going to put Feely in my lineup. I think he probably is the side, but I agree with you, Angel. I think Dana Pineda is very live in this. And if anything, if they're, he's probably the value here, uh, both from betting and DraftKings standpoint. So um, I I don't know that I'm going to touch it yet. I'm going to dig a little bit more into tape this week, but um, yeah, I I, I feel like 8,900 bucks minus 225 is a little high for, for Feely um monkey knife fight that's the that's the one i feel most confident about more and more i think both these guys are tough they're good i think there's gonna be mean you know, wish feely was a little bit lower but i mean i think they're both gonna have a ton of strikes so i'd go more and more on monkey knife fight here i'm pr- probably gonna play that right now actually
0: yeah i think that's my most confident play here i do have a bet on this fight at under two and a half rounds because i do think Daniel Pineda will continue that uh, feast or famine streak. He's, he's stopping or getting stopped.
1: Feast or famine. And,
0: and the round hasn't been stopped
1: since 2015, 2016. And that was against Yair. So there you go. Well,
0: then, then Daniel Pineda gets stopped. Very simple. That's so why I did the under on the round. So, and the rounds are two and a half. It's basically, you know, anything other than a decision. Uh, I should get taken care of there. So if you want to place that bet, go to weonpicks.com slash bets. Grab one of the options, sign up, make a deposit, place the bet. If you after you sign up, let us know, reach out to us, and we'll go ahead and we'll Venmo you 20 bucks. And what so are they offering
2: the, right now? They're giving you 50% match on your deposit. There's a
0: couple, there. there's a few different options. They'll either give you 50% match up to a thousand dollars, or you can grab some of the other matches and let us know. And we'll just send you 20 real dollars, no strings attached in your Venmo account and do whatever you want with. Uh and if you want to play this line, we're all very confident in the more and more here. If you want to play this line, go to playmkf.com slash we want picks. Code W grab free and play that free money on this line. Mm-hmm. Next up at UFC Vegas30, we have Kennedy in Chukwu versus Danilo Marquez. Kennedy and Chukwu has a pretty quick turnaround here. We just watched him come off of a, a really nice come from behind bin. Um Danilo Marquez is four and one in his last five coming off of four wins in a row. Kennedy and Chuck Wu is four and one in his last five, two wins, a loss, and then two wins. We just saw Kennedy and Chuck Wu about three months ago, take a beating, an absolute beating, and then survive the beating and get a knockout of his own against the very technical, very good striker, Carl Ulberg. Carl Ulberg. Um, Danilo Marquez as solid grappling, lots of takedowns, and that is absolutely 100% his path to victory. I think, Danny, you and I won some money on him in his last outing just a month ago as well. No, you didn't. I did.
2: No, no, no. I lost a lot of money on him. <laughs> a lot um, of money.
0: Kennedy and Chukwu um, wait, you you did not
2: you did not take him against Mike I I'll Rodriguez.
0: have to go back. I'll have to go back. I'm not going to I know anywhere. for sure. I'm not going to die in not. that mountain, but I, I thought I took him to win, but I'll have to go back. Let's put it
2: time. this way. If you took him against Mike Rodriguez and you knew what I bet on him or on Mike Rodriguez against him, we would you'd still be giving me shit about it.
0: Then maybe then maybe I'm going to go back into a video and watch it and see. I, I don't remember at this point. But Kennedy and Chukwu, the the interesting part about this fight is he was the underdog. He opened up as like the plus 130 underdog, and this line flipped. Um, he's now the favorite. Uh, and in some books, Danilo, Mar- Danilo Marquez is a plus underdog. But the line flipped. The money came in on Kennedy. Um, so we talked about uh, Danilo's grappling, and that is absolutely his path to victory. In um, Chuck Wu, as Very long. He has a ton of power. He has a solid reach advantage and solid takedown defense. He can absolutely take a beating. We saw it in his last fight. He took a beating, came back, won by knockout. And honestly, I love seeing that because it at least tells me that this dude is live the whole time. Regardless of what's happening in that fight, at any moment, he can make it happen. He's not going to quit on himself. He's not going to lose the power. uh, And he's not going to go away. So, Henry and Chukwu is my pick. Uh, I have him in DraftKings. I took a money line bet on him. And I bet the over on rounds. This was the only fight in the card, I believe, where the round line was one and a half. I will take that one and a half round line. I do not see Marquez submitting in Chuck Wu in under two rounds. And I don't see Kennedy knocking out Marquez in under two rounds. So I took that bet uh, for over one and a half rounds. I nailed that last week. Uh, and those are always fun ones because you're like, just no, please, just look at the clock. Just give me another minute, one more minute. Either way, she Chuck said. Was, oh, lost Dan, Dan because he doesn't know how to use his computer or his internet. That's what she
1: said, right? Just give me oh, one and, more minute. Guys, I'm in. right
2: here the whole time. I could see everything. I could hear
1: everything. One more right, minute. Well, either way, you just dropped and came back. Jacob, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so that the Kennedy fight, that last Kennedy fight was funny because I think we were all very, very high on Carlos. You know, the the big kickboxer coming out of Australia. And that first round, I don't know if he really got beat on, but he just kind of shelled up. He didn't do anything, and we're all like, "What the hell is Kennedy doing?" He was just literally just a high guard against the fence and just letting Olberg just tee off on him. And for, I mean, the way it paid off, it's like he knew what was going to happen. He said, "I'm gonna let this guy blow his gas tank," because Olberg just got to a point where he could not even take a step without almost passing out so you know he played the game i don't know if that was a game plan but the way it, it panned out it seemed like that was a game plan just shell up let him blow his load and then he came in with some also he just flipped the switch and looked fantastic i agree with you i think marquez's path to victory is to get to the ground to try to win submission but you know kennedy's takedown defense is very very good um and i it, it would worry me more i think if marquez was kind of a shorter smaller guy um to be able to get those legs a little bit easier. But he's the taller guy in this matchup, I believe. I think he's 6'6 versus 6'5. So he's the taller guy trying to get to the legs of somebody who has great takedown defense. So I actually found Kennedy in my lineup at $8,200. Um, you know, I think after that last fight, I think he's got incredible fight IQ. I, I saw some great takedown defense from him. So I think he is avoids the takedowns. And his striking is fantastic. We saw that in the, the Oldberg fight. When he when he lands, he lands sharp and hard. So uh, I like him to win this fight, and I think he's great value at $8,200.
0: Yeah, and and I've seen uh, people are are very, most people are positive on one side or another with this fight. It's either Danilo Marquez will submit Kennedy, and that's the end of that, or Kennedy will knock out Danilo, and that's the end of that. Whatever side you're on, obviously Jacob and I are on Kennedy's side. We'll find out Dan in a minute. You got to play them in DraftKings. This is a great price because I do, you know, Left is very live for a knockout, and right is very live for a submission. So I I do think uh, that's a great value on on either side of that. Danny, which way are you going with this?
2: So like I said, uh, Danilo Marquez cost me a lot of money last time, right? So there's there's two ways I could look at this. I could be like, like, all right, I learned my lesson. I'm going to stay away from it. Where I could do what I'm going to do. I'm doubling down. <laughs> I'm taking Kennedy and check in this fight. And I, I mean, listen, when I was watching tape on Marquez prior to his last fight, I was like, this guy is basically a one trick pony. He's got to get in close. He's got, I mean, some takedowns. Um, he must be working on improving those. But um I mean, He's gotta get it to the ground. If this fight is a striking match and Checkwu is going to piece him up, I mean and Checkwu's got like a I don't even know how long a reach it is, but it's insane. He's like it's like a ninety inch reach or something. It's something ridiculous. Um, so if Danilo Marquez can't get it to the ground, which I don't think he'll be able to that easily, uh, and Checkwu really literally his training camp should be defend takedowns, create space, use your use your length. If he does that, he'll win, and I think he might get a stoppage. So I'm playing him, and if I get burnt again, then I, I mean, I think I'll have to become a Danilo Marquez fan because I did not see any way um, how he was beating. Uh,
0: and what, and neither did Angelo.
1: We just confirmed. Yeah, in the, I, I, uh,
0: the comment section never fails. They went back. I did not pick Danilo, so I guess we lost money Brian. on him.
1: I think we
2: were, I was very emphatic that there was no way Danilo Marquez was going to win that last fight. He went out, closed the distance, got a takedown within 30 seconds, and literally just beat up Mike Rodriguez. I was like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think that'll happen again. I really think Kennedy and Chekwu should have the right game plan for this fight. And in and every other asset, in uh, every other element of the fight, he should win. So, uh,
0: And what's your play pick. with Monkey Knife fight? I actually think... I, I tend to, more for more. some reason, really, I was going to say, yeah. I think less, less. is the Yeah, I got point.
1: less, less. Yeah. Why, you think it's going to be a stoppage? I think it's I an think early a, takedown submission or a, or a hit you in the chin he's done.
0: I do think there's a stoppage. I told you I did play the over one and a half rounds, so I think it'll hopefully a second round stoppage. But I also think Chuck Wu doesn't have like crazy output. Like you said, his last fight, he just balled up for Two thirds of the fight. Well, I mean,
2: there's not a lot of output when someone's throwing bombs at you, but yeah, I don't know. I, I could see less, less to it. Then you're you're either betting on a stop. You're either you know hoping for a stoppage or or not. I think um, I think Danilo Marquez is tough enough to where he's probably going to take some shots over the course of a couple rounds. Um, and I think it'll be more him if he doesn't get his takedowns. He'll gas later in the fight. That's where I think he could get finished, but. I don't know, M- more more less less, doesn't matter to me. And Chuck, we better win because I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna throw a little bit of cash on this one.
0: Well, and apparently both you and I were very. Uh, oh yeah, it yeah. It fine. was like
2: I, I don't even I don't even know if we were posting our bets at that time, but it was like seven <laughs> units or something ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Well, either way, um, I am looking forward to seeing this fight. I, I told you I have a couple of bets on in Chuck and we'll do our full betting guide. You'll see that in a bit. But I have a couple of bets on in Chuck I have over one and a half rounds, and I have um, uh, by stoppage. So either way, this should be a fun one. If you want to place one of those bets, go to weonpicks.com slash bets. And if you want to hit this monkey knife fight line, we are split. But if you want to hit this line, I like the less, less. Dan like the more, more. Go to playmkf.com/slash we want picks. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have the co-main event of the evening. We have Tanner Boser versus Ovin St. Prue. Ovin St. Prue, his second outing at heavyweight. He is three and two in his last five, alternating wins and losses. So we already know Jacob's pick. He's coming off of a loss. Tanner Boser, three and two, or sorry, two and three in his last five. Coming off of two losses in a row, he just lost two weeks ago to Alir Latifi. So this is a quick turnaround. And if you've seen any interviews with him, he's very aware uh, how he looked in his last outing and is very all aboard the I need to win this fight to save my career train. That does make this a little more interesting. Not that fighters think they can lose a fight, but the fact that you know he's very open about this is not an option for me. I have to win is interesting. Ovin St. Preux, very dynamic, a ton of tools, big, strong guy. He is a light heavyweight, but this is his second outing at heavyweight. His first one was against Ben Rothwell. And honestly, I thought he looked good in that fight. He just needed a little more output, but he was landing when he wanted to land moving when he needed to move. He just wasn't as busy as he should have been, but I thought he could have won that fight. If he turned up the gas just a little bit. Um, he hits very hard. Uh, he's also hot and cold on his record, and we've seen that with the alternating wins and losses. But he does hit hard. He's a dynamic striker. Um, and I just I just love Ovin St. Preux. I, I just, in every fight he's in, I think he's going to win. I think he's super live. He's very dynamic. And then I watch the fights, and it's just do more. Do more. Why are you just sitting? Do more. You're right there. You have the opportunity. You're landing every time you throw. Why aren't you throwing more? So he is frustrating to watch. And Tanner Bozer is fun to watch, but he has not been performing the way he needs to. The loss to Latifi was not a good look. Uh, That was not a good look in that fight. Uh, He's been, as I mentioned, very open in those interviews that he needs to win this fight. I think Tanner Bozer comes in here, brings the pressure, puts it on Ovin St. Preux, but I'm hoping that that forward pressure and sort of the weirdness in some of his style brings out the volume in OSP and OSP wins this fight. I do have a money line bet on him at plus odds. He has more ways to win and all you need from him is volume. If he does have the output, he wins the fights. His issue is when he just picks shots and moves and doesn't put it out there, that's when he gets into some trouble. So I'm hoping Tanner's forward pressure brings out of Ovin St. Preux. I hope Ovin St. Pru wins this fight. I put a bet on it. Dan, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think Ovin St. Pru is going to win this fight. I mean, I, I do think, listen, Ovin St. Pru is good. He's won a lot of fights where um, I don't think he necessarily should have won. But, you know, you had mentioned him in heavyweight earlier and you thought he looked good. Okay, I thought he looked okay. But what I also thought was he looked slow. And yeah. like you said, didn't do enough. Tanner Bozer's a legit heavyweight, and I would I I think he's one of the the fastest, the faster uh heavyweights in the v- division in terms of striking. He's gonna be in and out. He's gonna be picking them apart. He's not gonna be, you know, like open Saint Prue lands big shots when guys come at him aggressively and he can kind of wait for that big counter shot, right? I think Tanner Bozer's gonna be in and out, picking shots, t- you know, playing it safe. And probably coasting to a decision. Um, The other thing I think that OSP doesn't do, and it drove me crazy, his last fight, is, um, I mean, he was fighting basically a guy that was a pure striker. And he just sat there and took shots. He didn't even try to shoot a takedown. So, um, you know, you you said he has skills everywhere. I would agree for the most part. But where I don't think he has skills is pure wrestling. Um, He never really goes for takedowns. And I, I think in this fight, to be honest, he's going to get picked apart by Tanner Boser, who's a legit heavyweight that moves like a, call it a middleweight. And Ovin St. Preux, a light heavyweight that moves like a super heavyweight sometimes. So um, I think Tanner Boser is the side here. I don't know if I'm going to put him in DraftKings. Cause I do think it will be a bit of a, a point fighting contest. So I think he will win a decision. $8,300 bucks is not that cheap. So. Um but I like him to uh to win a decision victory in this fight.
0: All right, I'm surprised at that pick. I think we both picked OSP in the Ben Rothwell fight. I could be wrong uh, but I thought we both had him um
2: I picked him last fight against um uh, Jemma Hill um I forget his yeah, last name Hall was like oh all he's got to do is get it to the ground and then he sat there and you know he did alright the first round striking and then he just literally took shots against the cage and just waited for the ref to stop instead of even attempting a takedown. So,
0: well, and that Ben Rothwell, just a reminder, that was a split decision. So he did look good and and when I say look good, I mean he fought the biggest lurchiest guy in the division and you know, got off the strikes and did what he was supposed to do. He just didn't do much. Slow is a perfect word for him. Ben is Rothwell has
2: – I think I'm going to coin my own term here. Ben Rothwell has split decision pace written all over him. Every <laughs> every fight, it's like, all right, we're going to make this ugly. I'm going to hug you a lot and get a little bit more out of it. Um, but, yeah, that I mean, fighting Ben Rothwell and losing a split decision is kind of like – Ben Woffall does that really well, right? He's he's gonna make it work. He's gonna make oh it slow just enough.
0: Yeah, Jakey boy, you keep looking at your TV to watch a stupid basketball game. We're not here for that. We're here for this. What's your pick?
1: I have no idea. I have no idea who's gonna win this fight. I think it's gonna be a ton of fun. I hope uh, OSP wins. You know, I like OSP. Nothing against Tanner Bowser, but I think this is gonna be a perfect co-main event to the main event because these are gonna be more of a brawling, sloppy type of fight where the main event is gonna be very technical. Could be slow pace. I think this one's gonna get a little wild at times. So I honestly have no idea who wins this fight. If you want to put either one of these guys in your drafting lineup, more power to you. I would stay away from both guys, but I hope OSP wins. So I hope he'll be my pick in this fight.
0: All right, well, two OSP picks, one with Logic, one with heart. and then Danny Boy going with Tanner Boser. The strike line, uh, I think, oh, man, I think more and more because I think Tanner Boser is definitely busier. Ovens has a low line because he doesn't have a ton of volume, but 32 is a very low line. As I mentioned, I'm hoping Tanner's volume and forward pressure drags it out of Ovens so it'll, it'll bring some more volume there. So I like more and more.
1: And I'll tell you too, another monkey knife fight. It's not just UFC guys; it's NBA. And right now, I have a five by five going to hit one hundred and fifty dollars. That's all hitting right now. With five minutes left in the game, so there's plenty of sports you can play on there, including uh, MMA. So you know, play around and, and enjoy monkey knife fight for sure. It's a lot of fun.
2: You got anything on Bet Online? I got my brother on Bet Online. He's, he's I have doing a, uh, live, I have a live bets on NBA games. Well, right I have now.
1: A, the best bet I've ever made was a future bet Bet Online uh, for the Colts. Uh, I think it's 20 to 1 odds to win the AFC. You know, Carson Wentz, baby, we're coming.
0: We're coming. Well, either way, on weonpicks <laughs> for monkey night fights and slash bets for bet online. Grab one of those options. Let us know. We'll send you some money. Next up at UFC Vegas 30, we have the main event. We have Cyril Gane versus Alexander Volkov in a heavyweight striker clash. Cyril Gane. undefeated, so obviously 5-0 in his last five. Alexander Volkov, 3-2 in his last five, coming off of two wins in a row against Walt Harris and Alexander Overeem. This is striker versus striker, both big heavyweights, both genuine heavyweight strikers who are very effective. Don't let Cyril Ghosn's last fight sort of Ruin him if that makes any sense right his last fight he went out there didn't do much it was one of the slowest most boring heavyweight fights i've ever seen at least in the modern era especially with two giant strikers he is a very fast on his feet very agile point striker for the most part he does possess knockout power we just haven't seen an incredible amount of it um he moves really well he's very technical um and honestly if he fights like the way he fought Rosenthruk, he will lose. With that being said, Alexander Volkov, there's a big difference in MMA experience between these two. Massive difference as far as MMA is concerned. You can see that in their records. Alexander Volkov has has as many losses as Gon has wins, and Alexander Volkov has a very good record. Uh, He's also very heavy-handed, and every fight he looks better and better and bigger and bigger. He made a conscious effort to put on weight and get become a bigger person. And he has absolutely done that. I think Volkov wins this fight. I think his MMA experience, his length, and 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 I think technically they're pr- pretty much the same size. So when I say length, it's the way he fights at length. I think it is enough to counteract Sirogan's phenomenal foot movement, uh, and and sort of his speed and movement there. Jacob, you laughed at me. But Cirogan in his last fight, I get it. If you want to look at the stats, oh, he threw, he landed 100, whatever. But he he did not look good in that fight. Bounce in, one strike, bounce out. Alexander Volkov will not let you get away with that. Rosenstruck will because Rosenstruck has that devastating one-punch knockout power and just sort of waits for it. Alexander Volkov will not let you get away with that. I think Volkov has more volume and just more tools in his bag, especially this is an MMA fight, and Volkov is willing to fight an MMA fight where Rosenstruck was absolutely not. Jake, I'm going to you last. I'm not gonna let your theater you just, you
1: just did two break, you just did the breakdown, was about to go to me, and then did another breakdown again because you were so afraid I was about to rip your, your no, apart. No, you your argument apart. You are
0: stupid. I'm worried about your You
1: doubled down. down. You start you were like, "Well, before Jake let me let me say my what I said again. I just, knows.
0: Your stupid head movements annoyed me so much I didn't even want to give you a minute, Dan. What are your thoughts?
2: This is a tough fight. I mean, the way you called it, it's uh, you know, Gon is the up and comer. He's got the the hype train on him right now, and he's 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 looked good. I mean, he did what he did to win his last fight. But listen, the guy's a talent. He's got a style where he kind of is in and out. He's got good footwork. But like you said, Volkov, man, he is a legit. Have you a six foot seven, huge length, good striker. So I don't know that stylistically gone is going to have an easy path to winning this fight. Um, I know the, the odds say he's the heavy favorite. He's certainly the more athletic fighter, but man, there's some intangibles here that are really favoring Volkov. I think the length, the experience, the height, these are all things that Cyril Gon probably doesn't have to deal with regularly. Um, to me, it's kind of a pick'em fight. So depending on how your DraftKings plays out, if you've got enough money, you could go either way with this one. I think the values on uh, Volkov. The problem, well, yeah, I think the values on Volkov here. I mean, the guy's got so much more experience. He's very good. And uh, Cyril Gunn looks good, but listen, if he wins this fight, he's gonna be he's gonna come out of it as okay in line for a title shot pretty soon. If he doesn't, they're going to be like, all right, it was too early. So I think we're going to find out a lot about Gone in this one, but I'm leaning towards Volkov in, in what I think could be a very competitive close fight.
0: Yep. I, I obviously agree with that. I have a money line bet on Volkov. No props on this one just yet. Jacob, go ahead. Let yeah, us I can't it. wait for
1: you to interrupt me on this one. So
0: I don't interrupt. That's what you do. You-
1: So you 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 said Gain didn't fight a good fight last fight. He was against Rosenstrike. He he threw over two hundred strikes. Had attempted fourteen takedowns. He fought the fight. He had the fight against Rosenstrike. You want him to just rush in against Rosenstrike? He's gonna get knocked out. So he fought the fight. That he needed to fight to win, to stay undefeated, to keep moving up the ranks. He kept his distance. He even shot 14 takedowns, attempted 200 strikes. That's the way he was. That's probably the only way he was going to win that fight. If he gets into firefights and erosion strike, you're probably going to lose. So he did what he needed to do. I think in this fight, I I think the striking is pretty even. Volkov's probably got a slight edge in the striking, especially because of the experience and the length. But I think, I think Serial comes in and uses grappling and, and gets some takedowns, mixes those ends. I think he makes it dirty. I think his fight IQ is, is off the charts. Um, you know, Volkov actually obviously has the experience, but I, I think, I think Serial is on a, on a next level fighter, a next level talent. I think he's going to show that off in this fight. I think he's going to find a way to completely dominate. Um, and I, I think he wins the fight. So even at $8,700, I thought that this was going to be a lot closer, honestly. I thought the odds, and I think they should be closer. Um, I think this is honestly a little bit disrespectful to Volkov and his resume, but I, I think Serial is just the the better talent in this fight. So I I, th- I think he wins and uh, he's he's uh, in my lineup.
2: But before I compliment you for uh, making a really good point that I actually uh, forgot to mention, you're calling him Serial. I think it's Serial, right? Like Serial, like not like Captain Crunch. But um, at any rate, you made a very good point with the grappling and the wrestling if he comes out with a grappling game plan Volkov you know has been doing MMA for years but Gon could make this a very interesting stylistic fight if he mixes in some takedowns gets on top and makes it that sort of fight so that was a very good point and that's something that that could win him this fight cuz striking yeah i agree i think it's it's a very very close fight so
0: i would actually argue if Gon comes in here looking to make it an MMA fight and he's mixing in grappling, uh, I think that's a problem for him. Alexander Volkov has a ton of wins by submission, very capable on the ground. Cyril Ghosn going to shoot some sloppy takedown that he learned in the last three years because he spent his entire life kickboxing, and he's going to get caught in something. I think against Alexander Volkov with his length and very capable jujitsu, I think that would be a big-time mistake, and I do not think that's his game plan. I think he will have the exact same game plan he had against Rosenstruk. Jump in, throw a couple strikes, jump out, and try not to be on the wrong end of a of a it's Gonna it's be great. a lot
2: harder for him to do that game plan against a six foot seven. Agreed. You know.
0: And I think he lo- that's why I think that's why. Right, I yeah, yeah. Loses. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I'd be interested I I think he's such an athlete that at heavyweight, there's only so few guys with the athletic ability to truly shoot a like a blast double leg. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's one of those guys. So there's going to be looks that he can give that most heavyweights can't give. So that's one of those things where Jacob's like, I think that's what you are trying to say, Jacob, he's got the athletic ability to, to really shoot a blast double leg that, you know, you're not going to see Derek Lewis or somebody, <laughs> another heavyweight really do. So,
0: well, the, the, um, I, I think it's better for the division. If gone wins big, undefeated, heavyweight. Like, I think it's much better for the division. He looks, he definitely Volkov,
1: looks the, he, I mean, he looks the part. He looks yes. like that next guy for sure.
0: 100%. I think it's better for the division, and I and I actually would prefer if he won because we've already seen Alexander Volkov lose to some of the, you know, one, two, three in the world where Cyril Gan comes in here, makes something happen. I, I actually would love that. I just don't see that happening, right? I think Alexander Volkov, styles make fights. I think he's a he's better at range, better at using the reach and the length and at the end of the day he's the actual mixed martial artist and you know his record shows that, the experience shows that. So I think he wins. Uh, I, I you know, I have him in my lineup. I've got a money line bet on him. I'm all in on Alexander Volkov. So if you want to place a bet, we want picks.com/bets. And if you want to do monkey night fight, which I think we will all agree is more, more on this line.
1: Uh, and just a quick update: I'm a minute thirty away from hitting this five by five. So not only do they do more or less stuff with MMA fights, they also do MMA fights. You can do four by fours, five. There's all sorts of different stuff you can do to uh, increase. So if, if I mean these are three times odds, which is just all unreal already. But if you want even bigger odds, you there's there's ways to go about um getting that too for all your plays. So.
0: Yep, go to playmkf.com slash picks. Thank you for the watch. Check out our full DraftKings breakdown, our full betting breakdown, and our full Monkey Knife Fight breakdown where we walk through every single one of our picks and plays for you. And don't forget, this is a stupid early card on Saturday. Stupid early. I think this kicks off like noon central time. So be ready, have all your picks done, have your research done. Don't wait till Saturday at lunchtime to start getting it done because it'll be too late by then. We'll see you on Saturday.